Feels good. Feels good. Get down to the wire nitty gritty. I gotta get ready. When I say get ready for surgeries, I get ready. I mean, we're gonna do a whole nine yards. For those who've gone through far too many surgeries in their lifetime, you know what I'm talking about. You get into that organized routine. It's a, it's a crazy type of routine. It's not normal. I mean, who really like gets into this like now organizational routine because you've gone through that many surgeries is not normal. Um, but you learn to adapt and do your best to just get yourself ready. And that's what I do. Like I said, once again, going into Monday, what people bring to church, the Bible means to them is what fitness means to me and it helps because I have not done very well with anesthesia the last two surgeries. I did not do well with anesthesia at all and come to figure out, I try to figure out the insurance because I'm on my own insurance now. I've been on my own insurance for a while and I'm trying to figure out with the claims. I'm like, why is anesthesiology billed three times? I could not figure it out. Thinking, why would, I mean, why don't they just do one bill? I can figure it out. Some things sometimes are better left unsaid, but you know, you're eventually going to find out because your surgical team's going to let you know. Your anesthesiologist is going to let you know. And uh, they had to do anesthesia and give three times as much anesthesia than they normally would for someone by basically your height, your weight, and your age. Three times as much. Because I was burning through the anesthesia. Ooh. And I was waking up during surgery. Not once, not twice, but three times. That's got me just a little concerned for this coming surgery this week. Coming up this week. And uh, oh, I already looked into it last week. I had to call insurance up, giving me codes, explaining everything, and then I got a copy of what they submitted, on, and I was thinking, like, whoa. <laughs> and then talking to surgical assistant, surgical group, anesthesiology, and that, and it's for some reason, and you know, and it's um, I always said my internal organs are anything but normal. Doing some things that just aren't normal, and uh, some people have, as they said, problems where it just you they end up using more anesthesia anesthesia than what they you know nor, normally would like to use you know anesthesiologist is there nurses are there nurse assistant surgical assistant surgeon you know surgeons they all work as a team so everybody has their part but uh the object of the game is make sure you keep your ass asleep when we start taking parts of your body out and uh i sure the hell didn't want to wake up so for that but three times as much has got me concerned and of course it's concerning you know I make sure to keep my stress at a zero anything that needed to get out any shenanigans any ridiculousness any immaturity stuff and people just like to throw on my lap and the reason people do that is because it's not me it's just people just don't want to change amen I agree with you yeah you that's right you're right people don't change and it's not just like one we're in a society where people just will not change. And I'm talking about for me, and yeah, exactly. You agree, shaking your heads and are you listening to this? Yeah, exactly. Because you know what I'm talking about. You may have not seen eye to eye through many years, but you know what I'm talking about. Because you know. You feeling it too. People don't want to change. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tell you this because I think you need to know as well. I know, you know. I know. You're thinking, oh, how did she know? 
I know. And that's okay. You know? We don't have to see eye to eye, but I hope you're getting something from my podcast. Because I understand, to an extent, what you've gone through. You're waiting around for someone to change. People don't want to change. They don't need to change for you. They don't need to change for me. Hell, people don't need to change for anybody. But what they need to change for is taking a good hard look in the mirror and changing for that person looking back. Because there's a lot of change to be had and changing for the better. And I'm talking about internally, emotionally changing. But I got a lot out on the table over the past 24 hours. A lot. Between conversations with, I'm just going to say it, a strange family. Family I haven't seen in eons. Um, getting things out on the table with Eric. Eric's done some things that are just, uh, I'm learning to look past him, but I don't know if I'm going to forgive it. Been through hell. I should have had 150 million percent support from everybody. And I got nothing but 1 million and 50 billion, thousand trillion, billion, 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 billion. Did I say billion? Billion. Percent hell. Pure hell. <laughs> and I've learned. And it's not just through trauma counseling. It took me, myself, to literally take time out for myself. And I'm not talking about buying an island. I'm not talking about buying, like, diamonds or uh, taking myself to, uh, I don't know, Timbuktu and back and, you know, whatever. I'm not like that. Well, I'm going to take some time out. That's the time to fix myself for myself and to look back on some things maybe I've done. I flew off the handle. I've done my share fair things. But the difference is, is me and people don't want to change is I got no damn problem apologizing, rear my ass back, and doing some self-reflecting time out for me. And time out doesn't mean, of course, yes, you have to take care of yourself. You have to make yourself happy. But when you screw up and you mess up and you give people hell, and you give someone hell for years and you sit back and you think you don't owe that person diddly squat. I'm telling you right now, you are 1 billion percent in front of God because we all end up one day. You are wrong. You're 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 wrong. And Eric, stuff you've done for nine years is wrong. If you want to go contacting somebody over in Malaysia or Taiwan or wherever it was, because I can't remember, and you wanted to pretend like that and be on 90 Day Fiance, then you should have contacted 90 Day Fiance casting crew instead of letting me find out the hard way. <laughs> it really happened. If you want to sit there and talk to a 20-something, 24, 25-year-old, whatever the hell, that was wearing a deputy uniform while you're working and I not have a daily squat, no, but I got a gut feeling why are you not home on time? Why are you always running late? Why are you using excuses? Oh, it's always the traffic. Something's going on. Ladies, men, you, you got that something going on. You got that gut? Go with it. Your gut isn't telling you something. Your gut will never fail you. I'm telling you, I can only give you logic, okay? The truth. It'll never fail you. And then I find out. I mean, that's just a whole nother, whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And then you get had. Okay, by the time you got had between playing 90 Day Fiance and playing, you know, really stupid game while you're working. Oof. Oh, deputy, officers, I don't care what your title is. Prison, jail, whatever. Okay, institute, whatever. Work is work. If you're working on the opposite sex 
There's nothing wrong with saying hello. You better keep it there. If you're married, engaged, boyfriend, girlfriend, you're living with somebody, and you're in a committed relationship, and you're telling the person you're committed to relationship that you're committed to relationship with, your ass better act like you're in a committed relationship, period. And if you can't, then do due respect and get the hell out and let the person be. Free them. Free yourself my journey. It's part of it. Free the person that you're ready to do the dirty wrong with. <laughs> They're dirty wrong. I, I needed some good laughs today. I knew I was going to do this podcast. I'm going to find myself. I start laughing at myself. I must have something good going on. That are y'all just like listening to me going, yada, 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 yada. But I know some of you can connect. I know not, not some of you thousands of you let's just face it millions of you can relate if people do you wrong they give you hell i mean i'm not just once i was given hell over and over and over and over and over again you know what that causes ptsd trauma i found myself in a normal psychologist to refer to a trauma therapist so we could file folder this stuff and I can get some really advanced therapy. I mean, some, I mean, when I talk about normal stuff, you go through to help me to get through things. And I still, in my mind, seriously, and as they said, they said, both of them said, I can't force you. Nobody's going to force you to forgive depending on how great the hurt was. But we'll take that you can move forward past it and you're learning to move from it. But I'm not forgiving it. And some people, as they said, they'll forgive it, but they can't move past it. What I like to see is forgive and move past it. But as they said, majority of people in society, it's either or. It's not both. Very seldom do they see both. That's fact. You know, it takes one hell of a person to be able to be in tune with their emotions, okay? It takes a hell of a person to be able to express how they feel takes a, even more of a hell of a person to admit their faults and wrongdoings allow people the closure period whatever the situation you know you hurt people know when they hurt people when you become an adult and you're grown up is when you quit being self-centered self-righteous quit focusing on you, 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 you and when you say you're going to focus on yourself that means what you've done hurtful things nobody goes to bed sleeping fine with their head on their pillow when they've done over and over and over and over repetitive hurtful things you're going to carry that for the rest of your life on your shoulders you can pretend like it doesn't exist you can go outside out of mind you can try to train your brain to think you didn't do it but god knows we know i know anybody's gone through repetitive hurt it's like being beaten down like a punching bag not good and you know you've done things like that to people and you're in a place in life where you're fortunate to cross their path or the person you hurt damn straight you better apologize better get the skeletons out of that closet because that door is going to still remain open no matter how well you I don't care cement whatever the heck put some I don't know childproof locks and some bolts and some chains those skeletons are going to find their way out and they're going to eat you alive for the rest of your life it's not good, and I'm telling you right now, it's not good. It's not good for yourself. Most importantly, have some respect, maturity, morals, decency about yourself. When you do hurtful things to people, you apologize. Don't try to scapegoat. Don't try to gaslight. Don't try to find all these psychological terms. Y'all know I'm talking about the classes. Don't try to use it. It's not going to work. 
Because somebody who has changed, evolved, and grown, they become smart-ass people. Smarter than you'll ever imagine. And they start putting the pieces together, and one day, that last piece makes sense. And it's also people, and I've, I've been able to do this, and it's taken me many years, but I'm able to turn off that emotion, the emotions, and instead of thinking with emotions, which is like the biggest mistake you'll ever make in your life is when you think of emotions, with your emotions, I'm sorry, or off of your emotions, and you start thinking with logic, logical sense, logical decisions, and you think with your, that's right, you start thinking with your brain, and not your heart, not your emotions. You will start making some of the best decisions of your life ever. If you learn to turn, win properly to turn that switch. If somebody's been playing with your emotions and they've hurt you, then you better master the art like I have of turning that emotional button on off and think logic. And when you think with some logical sense, you will make the best decisions you will ever make in your life. And it's taken me years to get there. I'm preparing for, I mean, a multi-surgery. I'm hoping we can just get everything done in one swipe. I mean, that's my wish Good Lord knows I've said enough of my prayers, especially when people just constantly think that they're going to bad-doozle me, bad-doozle, bamboozle, whatever the heck. They think they're still going to, they think I'm weak. What do you think? Because I'm going through stuff, I'm weak? What? What do you think? Because I'm going through things and I'm weak? What? What? So what? Am I your punching bag again? Well, here, let me give you some advice. I'm stronger than you will ever think you will ever become in your life because of you using me as a punching bag. In fact, I stood up and now I'm the strongest woman I've ever known. And I don't know any woman stronger than me. And that's the truth. Based off my wisdom experience, but most importantly, the hard times and the hurt I experienced by the hands of people. Amen. It makes me a person that you do whatever you want. But um, I have the emotional switch now and I have control. And I have full control of how I respond. I can't control how people behave, which is some of the most damnedest ways, hurtful ways. People can be very malicious. But you can, like I have. You change the way you respond. That's called self-respect. Most importantly, self-control. I suggest everyone try it. But those of you who've done so much hurt, and you hurt people time and time again, instead of worrying about what you look like, where you're going, what you buy, whatever, I just start worrying about what you can change to be a better version of yourself starting right now. Not tomorrow, now. This very second. I'm getting myself ready for surgery. I've changed a lot of things. One thing I changed, which I never thought in a million years, that I could ever, I never thought I'd get to the point where I don't trust Eric at all, not one bit. I'm gonna protect everything I've got, period. And uh, we talk about disability and that, and there's different types of disability. And really it depends on where your disability began, the extent of your disability. You know, I went through disability like in a normal manner with a disability attorney years ago. I fought my disability. Hell no, I won't go. I was not gonna stop working. No way, no how, because I love my job. <laughs> I was working with the VP. I was the person they went to to solve problems. I stayed on top of things. I was I was smarter than I, I I think I was smart. I gave myself credit, but I think I was smarter than what I really gave myself credit for. And I love my job. And I didn't want to stop working. But let's face it, 
I became not only hazards to myself on the road when I was having seizures because there was internal things going on that were spinning out of control and it was just a complication and a second part, a string attached to what I was going through at the time. And you're driving clients and I started not being able to process from headlights to daylights to night. And then I get in somewhere and I would just, I would just, I couldn't talk and I didn't realize I was having seizures. It took another group of attorneys, disability attorneys, to really take over the past three years a good hard look at my disability and uh, going through the hearing and, and medical notes and medical records and then having, because every year it gets better with attorneys being able to get access to old records. I mean like records from when you were just born and able to process and get that now electronically is an amazing advancement that we have now. We're no longer snail mail, now able to get, and everything went from paper now, and should everybody should be pretty much done, from paper to electronical. Now attorneys are able to get everything. And then we realized my disability started as an infant, it didn't start later in life. There was a big chunk missing. I don't remember any of it. A lot of things I wasn't told, I was not aware of, and that's the truth. But the truth is the truth in records. And uh, so my disability went from, okay, this is what it started to, okay, this is a different type of disability. Because it started as a young infant and is a, is a great factor of it, the beginning point is autoimmune. That affected the kidneys. Well, and then it affected other things. I was talking to, uh, um, I would say, a strange family. I mean, when I'm, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? Well, just to say I was talking to somebody I haven't talked in a long time. I just think it sounds better, strange. It sounds, it sounds like a, like a, I don't know, like somebody, Stephen King book or something. I don't know. I just don't like that word. Do you? Strange? This is strange, strange, strange. But I was talking to them and they made a comment about, growing up and I went through this and this and this and uh and this and this and this and this and this and this and I'm not going to get into it for privacy reasons what they said but there's a big chunk that's missing you know if they knew how to maneuver back then I would have started on disability as an infant huge difference compared to going before a judiciary judge in a big hearing with federal, I mean, I don't know what people think disability. Some people, I'm telling you, of my lifetime, act like disability was like just a walk in the park. I don't know what the hell's wrong with people when people say that. Nobody wants to be on disability. I don't want to be disabled. I just want to be normal like me and you and every, I, mean, I wouldn't say myself, but I want to be normal like everybody. I want to fit in with the rest of the world. And it's never been that way. But I learned to adapt and overcome. And I put my big girl britches on and big woman britches on over my lifetime and I've learned to just accept it the way it is. I will go through the hurdles. I'll go through the surgeries. I'll probably have surgeries. They said you'll probably go through surgeries the rest of your life. You know, instead of now asking, which I mean, it was kind of a nice little funny, I mean, in a, in a scary situation when you're going through surgeries is instead of this has been removed and this has been removed and this has been removed and this has been done. And the nurse literally asked me, anesthesiologist and nurse said, well, let's just, let's ask the question this way. What do you have left? <laughs> I mean, we did. We all chuckled. I can, you know, I've got to find some humor in serious situations. And I come to realize I'm losing an organ at a time. I'm losing multiple organs. I don't know anybody. I can't connect. And autoimmune plays a big part. Autoimmune will shut every organ down. Though, and then it's, when it starts as an infant and it gets out of control and it's not handled, 
the way it needs to be handled or whatever situation, you know? At this point, there's no need for a blame game. I'm not going to play a blame game. But if it's not under control and handled, that will, an autoimmune disorder as an infant will spiral through adolescence, teenage years, and your adulthood. And I'm telling you, because I'm dealing with it, it will spiral out of control. And there's some weird, weird, weird things that will happen that are just not normal. Period. Your health declines. And you don't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. Here, let me decide. Do I want to handle this now? I'm just going to let it go. Eh, I don't feel like dealing with it. When you start having major organs shutting down, it's not a matter of, I'm going to make a decision if I want to deal with this or not. Either you want to live or you want to die. You want to live or you die. I didn't have a choice. It's not feeling sorry for myself. The hell with people say feel sorry. Anybody ever, and I'm saying this again up at the email, you ever come across and sit there and tell somebody behind my back that I want people to feel sorry for me? Oh, hell no. I want people to be damn inspired by me. Period. Can't stand people say that, you know? I'm going to make sure to get things off of my shoulders and get them off because I'm changing myself and I need to come to terms with some things in my life. And uh, maybe, you know, whatever. I'm going to get it off my shoulders and get it off my back. And, you know, I'm going to make peace with it. Some things that happened to me, people have done. I don't know if I can ever forgive them. And if you're that person or persons and you know what you've done, you better figure out the tables were turning. I did it to you. How would you feel? You better do some self-reflecting. I'm not talking about getting more makeup or going to get your hair done or whatever guys do either. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you better look into your soul and sit down in a corner by yourself. The Bible would be like, yeah, take a Bible and a pen and paper. You write it down. Figure out how you would feel. You did the stuff that you did to me. I did to you. Now ask yourself, why are you not apologizing? Why are you not coming forward? And I'm so sick and tired when people will say, but that's the past. That happens the past. But, you know, I told somebody over the past week on the phone. What you see as the past, if the person on receiving end didn't know about it, and they find out through, I always find out the strangest ways. Not, I, I always find out. I believe the universe is just allowing me, and I'm blessed and fortunate, but I really give it to... My guardian angels, you know, loved ones, my fur babies in heaven. I really, truly, one million percent, I know those are the people who love me unconditionally. And they don't need to be present in physical form because I know and I believe in the afterlife. And spiritually, I know they're still here, period. There's no way I've got through. No way I've got through the things I have. Emotionally, internally, no way in hell. I had the worst experience from a trial drug. And I'm just going to say it because I'm not afraid to say it. Because this stuff is real. I had the worst experience from an oncology trial drug. I literally wanted to kill myself. And I couldn't figure out why I don't want to kill myself. Why do I want to kill myself? I'm not a kind of person like that. I don't know. I'm very in tune with my emotions. It's one thing through good therapy. You realize a therapist will tell you. And I've been told many times. is You're very in tune with your emotions. If there's something wrong, I address it. I'm a very, a very highly type of person and personality. I like to communicate. I like to work through problems and solve them and move on. But there's a lot of people in the world that don't want to do that. I literally took a trial drug, didn't take much. It didn't take very long. And I literally wanted to kill myself. I couldn't figure out why. 
I thought maybe it was a stress that people were bringing me. I mean, I started thinking all sorts of things. But then I realized when I had to get checked out, I was like, what the hell's going on? I mean, when you go through ovarian tumors and that, and you start dealing with trial drugs, they will mess with your hormone or your hormones, excuse me. They will mess with the levels, your chemicals in your body. And I'm telling you, you want to talk about a deep, dark, scary ass, evil ass depression that'll just come on like that. And you don't know why. I'm lucky that I'm the kind of person that I'm like, oh, I'm feeling what the hell's going on. And I got checked out and they that trial was no longer, but that's part of the side effects and consequences and things you deal with with trial drugs and trial drugs are just space that I've taken. I've done enough because I want to live trying to get the biggest tumor under control it is literally strangulating my intestines. It is cutting off the tubes that lead to drain your kidneys. I'm going to walk before God in heaven and I'm going to be walking on one pinky and I joke about it, but I really started to think I'm going to be going that route, you know? When it starts blocking your tubes in your kidneys and it starts destroying your kidneys, and guess what? You lost another kidney. Now, how many kidneys do you have? Two? If you're down to one, what's that leave you with? No more kidneys, right? Leaves you with somebody that's going to be a good person and they're going to donate a kidney, period. I've already got that good soul. Because I do have good people. Because I'm allowing them to come into my life. And I'm doing an inventory and I'm getting rid of that negative people with not good souls period if you do something wrong to somebody you have to apologize it's not can you will you you're an adult if you're a good soul and you're a good human being with some decency about you most importantly check is it beating still well that's good because that means you still got part of your heart left use it use it quit waiting don't wait around use it I've been through hell I've had some people, I would love to have their name, first, last name, and just tell everybody and just everybody jaw drop and go, what? I would love to share some things I've gone through. I would love to do it. And I mean factual stuff. And those people's heads would spin. It'd spin like the, what's that horror movie? Exorcist Girl. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's not the point. It doesn't matter who did it. The point is, is there's valuable lessons I've learned from the hurt. The greatest lessons in life are going to happen when you're at your, your, I wouldn't say your, well, okay, your deepest, darkest, most hurtful times in life, which experienced by the hands of others. Horrible. Nobody should ever go through a level of experience of hurt that puts you in a place that's not good. If you're already battling and trying to live and you're going through health struggles, nobody should try to force your head down on the ground and try to bury you before the good Lord lets you know it's time to come home. Amen. And if you're one person who's been doing that, I'm telling you right now, I may come off really harsh right now. I am so passionate about this because I don't want anybody to have to go through what I've gone through. Don't do it. Don't work off your emotion. Don't be that bitter, spiteful, evil, nasty person. We've all played that game. Do not do it. I'm telling you, don't do it. It's never good. It never turns out good. The universe has a way of clapping back, but the Lord has more of control. I need another amen, because that's the truth. Amen. But for you, particularly, because I've never, we've, we've never really been close. We haven't. I've never really seen eye to eye. I don't know. Well, did we like each other? Did we not like each other? I don't know. 
Maybe you had something you didn't like about me. Maybe I had something I don't like about you. But I'm an adult and I've learned from my mistakes. And uh, anything I've done hurtful to you, because I know you're listening, I want to say sincerely I apologize. Because I was in a place in my life when I wasn't mature enough and not able to control my emotions. And it takes a hell of a woman or a hell of a man or a hell of a person to be able to say and own up to their mess ups. And I apologize for that. But I feel for you. Because I know you're waiting for that change. And I'm waiting for the change too. And I guess it's not happening, is it? But I'll tell you right now. Don't let it eat you up. Every time you think about that and the hurt. Keep yourself busy. Find another project. Keep yourself busy. Fill it with the people that love you. Most importantly, they love you unconditionally. And they don't set limits or boundaries. They love you. They will be there for you no matter what. Period. Don't be afraid to do an inventory. You have to sometimes let people go. You have to let people go. If they're not willing to change, not just, not about, okay, yes, you want them to change, for your relationship to change, whatever what that may be. But they have to be willing to change for themselves. And if you're still waiting around, because I've been there, done that, and they're not going to change, or that person's not going to change, you need to let them go. And it's going to hurt like hell. It's going to hurt for a while. But every day that you gain strength and you don't let a person take more energy than they deserve from you, the better you're going to be, the healthier, most importantly, happier, and your soul will be good. Trust me. It's not easy, but it has to be done. You know, apologize because uh, I did some things to the individual. Um, I don't need to go to names. Because you're listening, you know who you are. Um, I apologize because uh, I'm not happy for my behavior at all. But I promise you, I can't turn the clock back of what I've done that was hurtful. But I can only make this promise. My actions should show and will show the rest of my life. It'll never happen again. Period. And uh, like I said, I apologize sincerely because that's not okay on my end. Period. Um, Got to get your skeletons out of the closet, people. And for you listening, maybe we needed to talk more. Maybe we needed to get to know each other more for whatever reason. I wish you well. I wish you peace. I wish you health. I wish you happiness. And most importantly, the strength to get through your own personal struggle. And uh, if anything, for anyone going through the hard times and tough times, and you've been hurt by people in your life. I can only hope and pray, although this podcast and the blog has always mostly been just for me to be able to go back and reflect of the changes and things I need to go through or things I've gone through, but I've realized it's done so much more. It's helped millions of people out to inspire and to understand most importantly, no matter what you're going through, life is still good. Life is beautiful and you can get through it. And if I can do anything to inspire you, to help you, then it's done. The podcast and the blog has done its job. It's done its service, and that's to help others.